why are you in Lexington again? Oh, another horse sale. Another horse sale? <laughs> now, is that like the heart of the horse sales is in Lexington? Well, that's where all the breeders are pretty much are uh, set up at. So, why is uh, that? Kentucky Derby, I guess. You know, everybody's, uh, this is where this is where the horse capital of the world is. So, so they, they have like two big auction houses here. So the first one is, uh, the first one is uh, the one that was in September. They're at Keeneland. And there's another auction house that's a four-day sale. So this. I haven't got to meet you yet. Yeah, man. I, I, you guys are like at every event, but I've never met you, bud. I know. I'm the lost bot. Well, one of the lost botchy bros. Right. Congratulations. Congratulations on the other night, by the way. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. It's tough to get all, all four of us in the same spot at once. Yeah, that's, that's okay. what we've deemed it. You just that's met Cugini for the first time, right? I met Cugini, I think so. I think so, because he wasn't in Detroit the previous year, and y'all never been to Vegas. I'm, there's Cugini. Speaking of, look at that. You say his name twice, and like, look what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, I think it was the first time was in Detroit this year, I believe, right, Cugini? First time we met? Uh, yep, I think so. Yeah, That's correct. yeah. Now, so, my first time meeting no, I'm, Biggie, I'm, sorry to cut you off, Biggie, but I have to tell it. Uh, no. I was going to tell it at some point. Might as well get it right off my chest now. It was in Detroit last year. You know, I showed up to the hotel, me and John Panico, our bocce step bro. Uh, we showed up to the hotel at like midnight, and there's this six foot, you know, let's say six foot six, whatever, whatever you may be, Biggie. Uh, six foot six tall man, and then this five foot, you know, seven shorter man, and it's uh, you and our our man out of New York guy, and, and all you're yelling is the Bocce Bros <laughs> in the hotel lobby, waking up the entire hotel. I'm like, who the hell is this man? Um, but you know, lo and behold, it's so uh, you know goes on to be a good friend in the community. Yeah, that was a fun time. That was like it was eleven o'clock at night, and it seems like you never can find a hotel room on the first night that you go to an event. Hey, Dante. Yeah, it's tough. You tell me. You tell me. So yeah, so no, obviously I recognize y'all with all the social media. You guys were starting off, I guess, a year, year and a half ago, and uh, so I recognize your face, and I was like, man, I think this is you. And I was with a guy, you know, he's five foot two or whatever, so those. <laughs> A nice twins comparison right there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I saw you there. I was like, yeah, Machi bro. So that was a fun time. That was a fun time. So, yeah, so, yeah. Um, so, like I was saying, yeah, I'm in Lexington right now. I'm going to be having dinner with the LBA crew tomorrow. Any bocce going to be um, playing? Oh, nice. That's exciting. No bocce. It's raining right now. I'm not sure how the weather is where you guys are at, but it's pouring rain down here. Yeah, it's about to hit. It's supposed to rain tomorrow for us. So, for those yeah. of you listening right now... So, no, it was, it's... Uh, Sorry, no, go ahead, Biggie. No, no, I was just saying, you know, we just... Uh, it's just raining dampy, and, you know, the, the winery there probably collects a lot of rain, so... No bocce, no bocce, just dinner. Unfortunate, unfortunate. Uh, I was just giving a little intro to our people, for those of you listening. We have Big E. Now, Big E, I want you to say your name the correct way for our, our folks listening. All right, so it's Evangelos Agapios. Evangelos Agapios, easy. It, it, easy, pretty much. It's a big old Greek name. I have two brothers that are named Andrew and George. So I get, I got the, I got. <laughs> you got the cool I got, name. I got, yeah. 
I got the cool name, but my middle name is Steve. Oh, that's wonderful. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. You know how stupid I am? <laughs> I was on our the uh, Bocce Undergroup page, and I posted that status saying, hey, give us some questions for the podcast. And Jim DeFranco responded saying, if I were to take my family, my kids, and my wife to Greece, what are some like attractions we should go see, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, why is he asking us about Greece? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I've been to Greece once. Maybe you saw a few pictures. I'm so I didn't even think about. It. Like, I'm, I'm dumb. Hey, well, we'll get into all the attractions at, uh, in Greece. We'll get to that part of the episode. Sure. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. So you know, Greek ties. However, you hail from Dallas, Texas, correct? Yeah. So I was actually born in Canada, oh, in Vancouver, uh, and I was born and raised there. Okay. And moved uh, to the States in uh, 1998 to Indiana. Went to school at Indiana University. And then um, worked in Southern Illinois. And that's where I picked up the game of bocce. Was down in Southern Illinois with the uh, Heron Bocce Club. Uh, nice, nice courts and all that. And just like everybody in hell said, I hear on the, on the podcast, you know, once you pick up a bocce ball and you, you know, you roll, you kind of get hooked. And that's where I kind of got hooked to the game. So I lived there for four years and... Um, before that, I met my wife at the time in Florida during my residency, and she's originally from Dallas, hence why I moved down to Dallas and got married and been there ever since. What year did you move so, to Dallas? Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, so when I'm, I moved to Dallas in 2006. Okay. So, um, no bocce to be, no bocce to be played in Dallas. So, you know, it's a big football town, obviously. And, uh. You know, there was a, an Italian club there that, you know, they kind of play some pickup games. This and, But uh, we, um, we uh, there was a tournament that the Italian club had, like an Italian weekend or whatever. And I got my cousin uh, to play in it, and he's never played it before. And we came in second place. And from that point on, he got hooked. So then that's when the, 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 the train started rolling with uh, the Dallas Bocce Club. What kind of clubs are down there now, or what kind of... Oh, man, there's really... Venues. You know, the only thing that we have down there, and you may have seen it on our uh, Facebook page, there are really two good courts that are in a public setting, um, like a public uh, park setting, mm. that are hard yeah, true courts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there's a couple of bar scenes, but it's kind of... I call it a kitty litter box bocce. You know, it's kind of like lob and roll, 45-foot uh, court. So nothing... It's just more more of a drinking game down in Dallas. Uh, but there's, you know, there's a couple of groups there that do play. Uh, I just discovered a new court in downtown Dallas last week, uh, uh, teaching a few new players how to play bocce. So, you know, the, 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 the game is growing, but nothing like, you know, we ha- y'all have here in Ohio, um, you know, in Illinois, obviously in the West and East Coast. You know, we're still trying to build up on that. Um, but we just have to get the word out there in Dallas. So not like Palazzo with uniforms <laughs> and 90-foot no. so, courts. And- <laughs> so that's the funny thing. You know, people ask me, and I walk into a venue, like last weekend or two weekends ago, I was in Molasani, just walked in, people were looking at me like, whoa, you're here. What's up? You know, and obviously I love you all, uh, and I love the camaraderie with, uh, with everyone that plays bocce in Ohio and all the other states. You know, I travel all over the place. I go to California. I'll go to the East Coast. I want to play bocce, and I want to play bocce on real courts. So it kind of gets me a couple of games to kind of get going. Uh, but unfortunately, with a double elimination, you don't have a couple of games to get going. Uh, but it's all right. It's all right. I, I have fun with it. So, um, 
But yeah, we'll eventually do something. And obviously, you know, we'll talk about the tournament here in a couple of a couple of minutes. But uh, you know, we have what we have. So uh, and the the uniqueness of this tournament is gonna make it kind of fun. I mean, that was one thing we covered in the last podcast. We talked about the different kind of um, scheduling. And I will say, after doing way too many this year, group stage, and once you start explaining it to, to, the, to the listeners, is probably by far my favorite because there's time involved, there's money involved in hotels, you drive far, and the more you can play and get your money out of it, it's just so much nicer. That is true. You know, I like I said, I've been to you know Vegas. I've been to California. I've been to all these different places, and I and I listen to your all's podcast every time it comes out. And uh, oh, there you go. Um, can you can you hear me, guys? Yeah, yeah, you're good. Yeah. So yeah, so I get bits and pieces of it. You know, I you know, there was a podcast. I think it was last year, maybe with Guy or Peter, where you know you go to you go to this tournament. For example, you come. I come to Molasani. You pretty much think, all right, ABV is going to be in top two, maybe the Fiorito guy, the funeral guys, you know, obviously Federico, you know, big ups to that team. They're, they're tearing it up this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of say, yeah, you know, they're probably going to be top four, top five. And then there's like 40 other teams that are like, <laughs> are we going to do it? Or can we can we luck into it? Can we luck into it? Um, so, you know, I'm, I hear Guy and I hear Peter. It's like, you know, it'd be nice to have this format where people show up, they'll play five or six games, kind of like Detroit, kind of like Vegas. Um, you know, and the uniqueness, obviously, uh, of our tournament that we have in Dallas is, you know, you're going to be guaranteed your five pool games, um, albeit their points, their games to 10, but it's all for seeding. And each division or each division will have six teams and the top four teams from each six divisions will make it to the double elimination game on Saturday. So even if you lose one or two on Friday, you're probably going to go in the big dance um on saturday but the good news is the bottom eight teams that don't make it will play in their own tournament and they're uh, they're going to be playing for medals they're going to be playing for a belt and i know some purists like oh man you know why give them first place for somebody who's in the loser bracket or this and that we just want everybody to be included uh have some sort of participation um and that's kind of like you know bits and pieces from all these tournaments that i've been to and what i've been hearing on your podcast uh something that we we pretty much made up i love that Including all the, yeah. the, uh, the sorts of tournaments is genius, I think, especially from, you know, Anthony and I, all of us have learned a lot. Uh, you know, we wanted to do a singles tournament. We started going to singles tournaments and we learned, oh, it's not nice like waiting around alone all day. Uh, it's not, there's not as many people. So we learned, you know, there's certain things we learned from all these tournaments. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing, you know, you know, each tournament, it's hard, right? You know, like I was watching the, the high stakes tournament this weekend, you know, off and on, obviously, but I've been, I was getting updates from a couple of the guys uh, there in Ohio. You know, you may play one game and you're waiting four or five hours, and that, it's just the limitation of the courts. I totally understand. If you have two or three courts that you're playing, you're going to have to wait a little bit, and that sometimes can be bad, sometimes good. You know, it just depends. Um, you know, Vegas was the same. You know, you can wait three or four hours. This tournament here next month in Dallas, I'm trying to get it to where people are going to wait maybe an hour and a half, wow. uh, and then you're playing your next game. And during that time, obviously, we're going to be at Lone Star Park if you want to bet on a horse race, and there's going to be live racing going on. You can do that. We got cornhole. Sure. We got you know other things that's going on, like massages and, <laughs> and coffee machines and all that. So, so we got a lot of stuff that's going on that will keep you distracted. Um, obviously, when Saturday comes around, when the you know when the tournament really really, you know, goes on. You know, people are going to be zoned in a little bit more with Abachi as well. Um, 
and it's going to get a little bit more serious. But again, horse racing will be there, all the other stuff, all, all the other fun stuff too. So, um, yeah. So, I, you know, it's obviously we want a player experience uh, in addition to the bocce experience. Now, for our listeners, Biggie, since we're, we're, we're kind of get, diving into it right now, what, what are you talking about right now? We're talking about a botch tournament, obviously, that you're throwing and you're hosting. But where is it at? Like, it's at Lone Star Park, I believe. Can you tell us a little bit yeah. about what, what that is, where it's going to be at, what are the courts like? I want to, I want to give our listeners kind of a real like a view, view of what we're looking at right now in a, couple, in a month. Yeah, so um... – you know, this idea came out last year. I'll, I'll have to give some uh, props to a few uh, individuals. Uh, um, Alessio and um, up in uh, Cleveland, he was he was kind of pushing me to say, "Hey, come on, man, let's do want something down there." Travis Boss from Huntington Beach Bocce, this guy uh, had my back for the whole time that I was considering doing this, uh, pretty much because there's another tournament going on in Reno at the same time. Um, and uh, and then we got Matt uh, Milliken from here. And so, anyways, these three guys they they uh, totally pushed me to do this. Uh, Lone Star Park is a horse race track down there in Dallas or in the suburbs of Dallas. Um, they've got this huge ballroom, uh, and we're going to construct four 12 by 68 courts on carpet, uh, four by six wood. But we are actually going to be stacking another four by six on top of that. So it's really going to be a four by 12 court, uh, 12 feet by 68 feet metal polinos and all that um again we have 24 teams that are coming from all across the country and this is what's so awesome about this tournament we've got california representation illinois ohio kentucky new york michigan um obviously texas i'm probably missing a state arizona i think yeah the chicken foot guy yeah uh, dan uh he's coming so we got this huge mixture of of of, of teams that are coming and you know top-notch teams uh, i'm really excited um, you know, and I did limit it to 24 teams this year. Um, just I'm not knowing of how this is, how fast it's going to go, how slow it's going to go. Um, in terms of the format, I've got each, and the draw is going to be happening actually this Saturday. I did publish it as Friday. It's going to be happening this Saturday live on our Dallas Bocce Club Facebook page. Each team, sorry, uh, teams are divided into their geographic area. So, example, Ohio teams, we got Catulo. Uh, prime meets you got the bocce bros we got um um a, a group from um oh, shoot oh we got lba kentucky i forgot the other group but anyways we got four teams from ohio they're not going to be in the same pool so you're gonna be, each team will be playing a team from california from illinois uh, this and that so you know you guys have played each other with each other too many times now yeah. on saturday if you guys pair up you pair up mm-hmm. so long story short each team will play against five other teams during the day uh top four in each division will get going on to the gold division if you want to call it uh which will be a double elimination it will be a world cup style draw kind of like how the soccer tournament is where a1 plays d4 cb2 plays c3 and it's already pre-published we're not going to go by uh you know let's let's go through the uh pong balls again and figure out who's Mm -hmm. playing who um it's all going to be predetermined by standings um and then it's like I said, double elimination for the winners bracket, double elimination for losers bracket. But losers don't go back into the into the uh, to the winners uh, bracket. Um, and you probably have heard about the prizes. Um, you know, obviously with the money, there's like over ten thousand dollar in prizes uh, and, and cash and prizes. Uh, big old WWE style title belt for the team to keep. It's not a traveling belt. You'll get to keep that. Um, 
obviously we're going to be uh, naming a horse. Mm -hmm. uh, so we got a horse that we uh, purchased in Kentucky, uh, courtesy of the Lone Star Racing Club. And they are going to uh, um, give the rights to name a horse. So the winning team obviously can't be vulgar or um, <laughs> anything suggestive. Uh, it has to be approved by the jockey club in Lexington. Um, gets to name the horse. Uh, and that is for the long, the long haul. So uh, we got that uh, winter, uh, picture in the winter circle uh, during live racing. Uh, that's going to be part of the package, too. Got the medals. I'm trying to think of anything else if I'm missing something. But, you know, it, it's, it's a big haul. Um, but, again, it's going to be the experience. Lots of bocce going on. Oh, and also we're going to have a World Cup draw. I'm not sure if you guys ever touched up on that. Obviously, the World Cup soccer tournament's happening two weeks later, and that's a big deal, obviously. And I know Italy's not in it. Uh, but... Uh, the more games your team wins, you're, what, you're, what's going to happen is every time your team wins, especially on Saturday, you'll draw a little ping pong ball with a corresponding country. That's your team for the World Cup. And that's awesome. Yeah, so uh, I think it's like a $400 uh, prize that's sponsored by uh, uh, Michael Stevens Jewelry here in, or in Dallas. I'm not in Dallas right now. But anyways, uh, whoever wins it gets a share of the 400 bucks. So it's just something that it's like a, it's like a, it's like a, a, an experience that we want to make it uh, unforgettable. Obviously, you know, with any tournament, there's probably going to be a hiccup here and there, but we'll try to minimize that as much as possible. I mean, I, I think the things that are happening is there's normal tournaments and then there's like these experience tournaments. Yeah. And I think what people are going to start learning is if you're going to spend time away, you're going to want to go to these experience tournaments where you're getting prizes, you're playing seven-day games, you're getting engaged with different things that just not botchy. And I guarantee over time, you'll probably see the other ones. They'll probably still be around, but more people will choose these experience ones. I'll put money on it. I, I, I agree with you. You know, Like I said, you know, I don't mind coming to Ohio and playing these double elimination games. I love the people in Ohio. Um, you know, I love the brashness of the players as well. Um, uh, it's it's uh, it's just it's just cool. I, I love it. You know, but you're right. You know, there's an expense that carries with traveling and flying. You know, there you know obviously, um, you know hotels, cars, and all that. Um, and you want to play bocce. You just don't want to show up and just play two games. And again, you know the the purists will say, "Well, play better." Well, yeah, it's true. But you know, I, I'd like to play a little bit more than just playing two games. You know, minimum. You know. So, anyways, long story short. Um, and that's the thing as well. I was trying to, to talk to Alessio. I'm going to say his name because we talk a lot uh, up there, Molasani. And, you know, I know the Wycliffe courts have nine courts. It would be cool to have some sort of pool play or group play tournament style event in Ohio instead of the standard double elimination game. I'm not saying it doesn't get old. It's fun and all that. But I know that if you play, um, you know, three or four games, kind of get not warmed up, but just kind of get into the flow um, and then play on a Saturday and play on a Sunday. I think that would be kind of cool too. But Every 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 club has their own um, uh, format, and that's cool. You know, we're we're going to try something different here, and I hope it uh, works out. Yeah, I love how you're thinking outside the box when it comes to the tournament, right? You're not just saying, "Oh, the, you know, this club does this, so we'll replicate that and just you know do the same thing." You're you're thinking, "Okay, what could I do to make this a little bit more fun, more exciting for everybody? Uh, maybe something other clubs can can start to do more as well." And that's that's what excites me. And I also love how you have 24 teams. You know, you're not trying to overdo yourselves and, like you said, an hour, hour and a half wait. Like, that's awesome. Uh, we, we understand. We're not as – we don't travel as far as you do, uh, but we're still traveling, you know, two, two and a half hours to some of these tournaments, and it's tough. 
um, especially if you're getting there the same day to play, you know, that first game and try and get warmed up and all that. So to have multiple games and all that, that's a great job. Thank you. Yeah, no, um, I know. I, I totally hear it. You know, you know, I, like I said, I take, I took bits and pieces of places that I've been and, you know, I, I guess I can, I can model this one kind of close to the Vegas tournament, which I know you guys haven't been there yet. I hope you guys do. Um, I, I modeled it after guy and uh, Jack and, uh, um, and all those guys as a tournament out there, but, you know, we wanted to put a spin. So, um, you know, obviously we'll take the feedback that we get here next month and, uh, uh, go with it but um yeah no we're, we're excited everything everything's all said and i'll tell you right now i appreciate all the 24 teams that are coming down this thing sold out right away um it was nuts you know there's a wait there was a wait list and then it was just uh, an amazing experience just to see the support in the bocce community and uh, uh i love it so what else you got my dad in the play i'm grateful yeah yeah your dad is actually playing with one of our uh, triple crown sponsors guard texas um, yeah those guys those guys you got to be careful i'm not sure uh uh you know they like to i don't want to say bend the rules but they'll stretch they'll, they'll stretch the rules so i hope i hope papa cugini uh, will like uh, playing with those guys but yeah no it'll be a fun time so what else can people expect you know we, you, you touched up on it but i want to make sure they know the listeners you said there's going to be a masseuse or two on clock, like in between games. So if I if I have an hour and a half wait, like you're saying, I need time to kill. I can go and get a massage real quick. Yeah. So uh, so yeah. So you know, I'm thinking when I go to these events, you know, what do I what would I like at a at a at, a, at a, an event, right? Uh, you know, my legs are sore, my back is sore. You know, you know, now that I'm becoming a shooter, you know, you know, I'm a, uh, I can see the ball from 80 feet away, Kujini, kind of, right? <laughs> uh, so anyways, um, that was a great line, by the way. That was on the fly, too, just to fill in the listeners on that yeah. one. We're, we're in Kentucky. We're doing that point, we're doing the point knock competition, and the ball yep. is on the other end of the court, and Kujini's in my ear. He's like, ah, man, I can't even see that ball. <laughs> I just around him, I say, "Well, I'm an eye doctor." And I just nailed that ball. That was great. So anyways, that's wonderful. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh, that was fun. That was fun. So no, um, so yeah, so no, we got a, a few side things. So obviously, when you uh, you know Thursday night, we're gonna have our little uh, reception at um, at one of um, the restaurants that is a big supporter of our bocce community in Dallas. Um, it's gonna be at Sylvan Avenue Tavern. There's bocce courts outside as well. Uh, not the best, but it's fun. But it's a sports bar. Uh, so we're just going to have a little get-together happy hour there. Friday morning when you check in, uh, we're going to have a big uh, uh, barista, uh, Italian barista espresso machine where this yeah. guy makes 20 types of cappuccinos and espressos and all that. So we're going to have that until, I think, 1 in the afternoon. And I think around 2 o'clock, I think, to 6 o'clock, we are going to have chair masseuses. So 10, 10 minute massages for the players. We'll have two of them. Uh, no charge. It's all included uh, just to kind of get the kinks out of a shoulder or an arm or a back that you may have stretched out during the games. So we got that going on. Uh, obviously, with the tournament as well, we got uh, buffets at lunchtime, prime rib buffet in dinner time for both days, uh, and all you can drink from uh, 5 o'clock to the last race wow. uh, on both nights. And we need to get with you for guests, right, for Friday. Yeah, so that's the only thing yeah. that's a little stickler. Yeah. You know, Lone Star Park wants us to uh, – they won't allow just guests to show up. It would be great to have a you know a couple hundred people in that room. 
uh, but they just don't want to be giving away free drinks or free buffets. So yeah, so the, they discounted the fee to $60 a day. That includes buffet in the afternoon, morning. Oh, shrimp cocktail. I forgot about that. You got shrimp cocktail too. Um, yeah, there's a lot so of stuff. So if you're listening, so if you're listening from Dallas and want to watch Good Bocha, eat and drink $60. That's it. For on. each day. For, uh, yeah, $60 a day. Um, oh man, there's one thing else that, that, that we're doing, but I kind of forgot. But anyways. Um, but yeah, there's and I'm thinking on. Friday. I'm thinking Friday night maybe a shooting contest. At the that's bar. the one. Yeah, that's maybe. it. Actually, there's two contests. There's two contests. So yeah, so we've done this point knock competition in different places. Obviously, Kentucky. I've done one in California. This one's a little unique. Uh, we're gonna have all four players involved. But the thing is, before your last game that you play, you're gonna have to declare an order. And what the order is, you're gonna tell your first player is lag to the Polino within three feet of the center line where the Polino is. If you, if you can succeed, your team goes on. If you do not succeed with two balls, Ooh. your team's out. Your team's out. Ooh. So if you your pointer screws up two shots, you're out. The whole team's out. Uh, and then it's a knock from mid, probably three-quarters court. Then there's another lag to the far line two feet away, something like that. It's all the rules are all in the, in the instructions. And then it goes on and on until we get, get a champion. And there's a monetary prize for that. The cool thing is, if your team wins, every team that's in your division will also win. So uh, you have uh, you have other teams that are going to be um, um, rooting you on if you're still in it. And then we're going to have a roll the Polino in a horseshoe contest, something that's a little bit uh, Texas where we're going to roll a – you have two opportunities to roll a Polino, and uh, if you get in the horseshoe, you win money. So a couple of fun events. Not bad. I would say. I think we've been to tournaments for the past two years, or you know, two years, and this seems like something that it's like it's like a festival of Bosch Germans in one. I'm, I'm well, it feels like it's like one of the last big ones. Yes. It feels like it's one of those last year, big yeah. ones of the year. I know. I know. I look at your schedule. Yeah, I look at your schedule. I know there's an NEO thing uh, going on. I'll be going to St. Louis actually the weekend before. There's a big tournament in St. Louis at their Italian club there in Little Italy or the Hill. Um, that's a cool little tournament as well. Um, and then that's it for me. I'm not, I'm done after Lone Star. I've been <laughs> traveling quite a bit. So, uh, we'll start till 2023. I right? almost had Biggie come out to Jerry's last month, not this past high stakes, but the, this la- last month. He was, he's like, okay, he's like, okay, I have a red eye, you know, for, uh, you know, for this day if needed, but he's like, well, let me know, you know, by tomorrow, if you actually need me. I'm like, all right. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. I love the dedication. I was actually going to come out to your Italian festival. He, he almost uh, surprised us. He was in Indiana. Festival. He was in Indiana. Yeah. Oh, I was going to be in Indiana, but it didn't work out. But yeah, oh, okay. no, that's fun. So close. So close yet so far. <laughs> yeah. So I have to ask, so, uh, you, you know, you've been playing bocce, you know, Chicago and in Illinois, I should say, and in Dallas. Yep. What were your thoughts coming over? Because now you know a lot of Northeast Ohio, you know, a lot of PA. What just what were your raw thoughts of like how we play bocce over here and like, you uh, know, some of the attitudes, some of the people. Like, I just want to hear your raw thoughts yeah. about all that. Well, I got uh, exposed to it when we came up to Molasani for a doubles tournament. I brought uh, one of my teammates, Neil, uh, and we came up, and I did not know a single thing about Ohio bocce at all. So we go to Molasani, and, uh, you know, first time in a club like that, beautiful club, love that club, love that club. Um, you see a lot of players hitting, knock, crack, crack, crack. I'm like, oh, man, we're laggers. We're not, we're not crackers. So uh, I think it was Russ, Russ. He comes up to us like, where are y'all from? We're like, Texas. 
And he kind of looked at us. He's like, yeah, you all need to practice. <laughs> so he in the back room. So we're rolling. And, you know, we probably roll for a couple of hours because nobody uses the backboards. I guess, you know, you play one or two games. So we're playing the backboards. And then he, we come back out, and Russ looks at us again. And he goes, you all need to practice in the front courts, too. They roll a little different. I'm like, all right, we'll roll a little different. And we our first game, and I can take credit for this, uh, for uh, Chris Federico and Jim DeFranco's uh, – uh, success to stardom here this year. <laughs> they were our first game in Ohio. <laughs> and we played in the backcourts. And they, they beat us 14-6, 14-7. Uh, but they were so nice. You know, they were very respectful. And that's what I told Chris actually last week or two weekends ago. I said, you know, Chris, the reason, one of the reasons why I come up here is after the game, you pretty much looked at me and I said, hey, y'all play great. Keep it going. You know, you guys are great players. So, you know, something like that. And I've never forgotten that. Uh, so we come back indoors. We get our rears handed to us. Whatever. Um, met Luciano. Luciano. Luciano like, oh, yeah, this and that. I'm still hearing, yeah, man, the voice, right? Yeah. So I'm hearing these cracks, cracks. You know, these balls are being blown up. I'm like, man, these guys are playing aggressive. Fine, whatever. <laughs> you come back to the NEO for the doubles Marco, Marco's tournament. Uh, and by the way, we were exposed a little bit with Lexington. You know, LBA, they, they travel all over the country, and we kind of knew their style playing in Vegas. But again, the whole aura of the Ohio player, of the brashness of it, I still didn't, still did not really understand it because, you know, the bocce undergroup page wasn't really up yet and all that. And then um, so we come to the NEO, crack, boom, bam. You know, we met a few other players. That's where I met Alessio. You know, obviously Dallas, if you don't know Dallas, we like to party and we like to, uh, you know, spin that shot wheel at NEO all the time. And that, it, was, it was a fun time. We wrestled in that wrestling ring, but when they had the wrestling ring there, <laughs> the video's there out there as well somewhere. So anyways, met Marco Jr. So again, crack, boom, bam. You know, I think I, I saw Britain. Is it Britain? Chuck? Chuck, Chuck Britain, yeah. Correct. Uh, him and Yeah, him and his dad, and his dad was just hitting everything. I'm like, man, this is insane. You guys are hitting. So long story short, going to your, the answer to your question, different styles. Ohio, very aggressive. Uh, if, a, if the ball's like a foot or two away, we're hitting it. There's, there's no, like, lagging into it. Like, 95%, you guys are hitting the ball. So I'm like, oh, I like this style. You know, I'll talk to, the, the, you know, the Alessio and, and Luciano. I'm like, okay, this is, I understand that. You go to the West Coast. They're finesse. They're very laid back, just like the whole California West vibe. <laughs> you know, they, they play really well, but it's like, oh, man, yeah, let's, all right, you know. So they're kind of more laid back. You go to the East Coast, so I, I go to Yonkers, and here's a funny story with Yonkers. Yonkers, they talk. You know, East Coasters, they'll just talk. You know, a ball rolls by. They go, bye-bye. <laughs> they'll argue. They're in your ear all the time. You know, I, you know, I went to, the like I said, the Yonkers bocce club there. Cold night, it was in March. Um, and Guy, great host with Jack. You know, they took me to eat pizza. We go to the club. I'm like, man, where are all the players? It's like 7.30. Oh, they'll come, they'll come. Where are all the players? All of a sudden, like 15 players all come to the door at the same time, like feel the dreams. Like, what's going on here? And they're like, oh, carpool from Queens. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> gas is expensive in New York. So, um, yeah, those guys play until 3 in the morning. If you guys ever go to New York uh, uh, just because – Call Guy up, you know, their club, they play open nights on Saturday nights, um, or I think Friday nights, one of those nights. Uh, they play till three in the morning, $5 games. And these guys are just, these guys are a hoot. Hey guys, sorry we ran into some technical difficulties throughout this podcast. However, we were able to get Big E back on a few minutes later. So let's resume the podcast. Hello, hello. I'm back. Sorry, buddy. Uh, 
So no, no, I'm totally, totally with you. you know, it's just you know bringing people out. And like I said, uh, and you guys have said for many, uh, for many um, a podcast. You know, once you throw that first ball, you get get hooked. So you know, you just try to keep that positive experience. It's hard, you know, and I'm not sure. I didn't follow your bracket real closely there in Columbus. Obviously, you know, the the top five players there were you know, the, the guys that travel all the time. But you know, it, it's you know, we you just if you keep it humble, you know, people will still keep coming back, and and that's all it's all about, you know, having a good time. Definitely, actually, you know, yeah. I, you know, I learned a lot too playing from the Columbus guys in regards to not shooting. You know, a lot of these guys didn't shoot and they would roll and. There were several games where, you know, I was in question of winning because their second, third, or fourth ball would just be in a perfect place, and I, I really couldn't do much with it. So it, it made me realize, hey, yes, work on your shooting, but you know, pointing is is the main point of part of the game, in my opinion, right? So you know, you learn from all styles of play. Yeah, creating chaos is a, you know I think if you dis, if you dis, if you ask me to describe how we play in Dallas it's by creating chaos. We like to create a lot of cluster in front of a Polino and all that. The thing is though, you know, you guys have like you know yourselves or Capogreco, he'll just they'll just shoot the Polino to the back, and now we're now you're you're giving up four points. So there you got to mix it up, and you know and that's and that's just part of practicing and all that too. So um, you're right; it's all facets of the game will will win you the game. So. What's the demographic like? Do you guys have a lot? Are you uh, age-wise? I would say, you know, is it more older? Or are you trying to you know, the younger people that play? More younger, actually. It's more younger. Oh, you know, good. we have a couple of uh, a couple of uh, of our uh, uh, you know fifties and sixties that that do play, but a little bit more younger. You know, like my cousin uh, Aaron, uh, he he and I. Uh, kind of spearheaded the Dallas Bocce Club, and you know he's been recruiting players for where he lives in the in that area, and it's a lot of like 30, 40, 50 year olds um, that are playing um, more 30s and 40s, really. Um, so yeah, it's just a younger group. Um, um, yeah, is it is it a competitive style? It's still more recreational, but we do get competitive as the night goes on. We obviously we want to win. And you know we play for twenty bucks a head, so you know at the end of the night someone's walking away with two hundred fifty or two hundred sixty bucks or something like that. So it's kind of a fun thing to to play with. But yeah, no, it's uh, um, but yeah, it's it's a little bit more of a younger demographic that we're playing with. So you mentioned how how you guys started the Dallas Club. Can you go into that a little mm-hmm. bit? Of, you know when you guys decided to start that and what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah, so like I said, I, you know, I took my cousin Aaron to this Italian festival. We played. He got hooked. Then we played for the first time in Vegas three years ago, probably, uh, with one of our uh, one of our friends in uh, Southern Illinois, and we did well. Again, we, if you do well in a tournament, even though we've never played that tournament before, that was our first major tournament. Um, then you want to come back for more. You want to come back for more. Then um, we have a couple other friends in Dallas, uh, Brandon and John. And we formed a little team in the recreational major club or the major league bocce. And we won six or seven trophies in a row, like seven seasons in a row. And to the point where people don't, didn't want us to play anymore because we're always winning. So we're like, you know what, let's form our own deal. Uh, a little bit more competitive, but, you know, just kind of, you know, everybody push each other up, you know, and just try to improve our game by everybody else. And that's how, essentially how, it ha- how it's happened. You know, you know, sometimes life gets in the way and, you know, we, we have to focus on other things like the Cowboys and all that too, but, uh, (laughs) 
America's uh, team. Yeah, that's right, right? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but anyways, long story short, that's kind of how the, 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 the deal is. You know, obviously this tournament, um, you know, we're, we want to get this tournament uh, going here in three weeks. And then after that, we can kind of kind of recharge our batteries and, and, and go on playing again like we usually do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's gonna be. It's gonna be. I'll tell you right now. You get, at the end of Saturday and again, it's Friday, Saturday, and that's one thing I learned from Alex um, uh, in Chicago with his Detroit tournament. It's great to travel on Sunday. You can leave early in the morning. You can leave late at night. You know, I played in, in Vegas, and you don't know if you're playing on Sunday or not, so you have to book a late flight on Sunday night because you don't know if you're going to play or not. Uh, same thing with uh, the Cleveland tournaments that I've been to. You don't know if you're going to make it till Sunday. So. This, this year, it's Friday, Saturday, leave anytime on Sunday. So we should be done uh, Saturday night, probably around 7, 30, 8 o'clock at night. You know, one thing we noticed with our tournaments, Big E, is getting local teams, maybe some teams that are more social players uh, that know, you know, if I enter these competitive tournaments, I know I'm not going to win, so why would I, you know, waste my money? Uh, do you feel like you are experiencing that there, or can you go into detail on that? Uh, great question, and that's that's the answer that we've been experiencing here lately. You know, why should I pay fifty bucks for a tournament where I know I'm probably going to lose? Um, you know, there's always that the top three or four players that always get the money or always get the prize. So um, that that's a challenge, and that's a challenge with any event. Like I said, when I come up to Ohio, in my mind, I don't know why I'm thinking that, but you're like, all right, ABV, Federico's team, Fiorito, and all those guys, those are probably going to be top. Let's see if we can win three or four games to try to make it to Sunday. And, you know, you never know, right? And that's the fun of bocce, but you're right. Um, you know, some people just don't want to, you know, give up four hours on a Saturday to play knowing that, they're, you know, if they're playing for money, then that's, uh, you know, if you play there to have fun, and we try when we have our tournaments, you don't want to just play two games and you're done. We want to play three or four games, get your money's work for something, uh, you know, get some food, get something to drink. That's how we do it in Dallas, right? So, uh, and that's how most of these tournaments are. But yeah, you're right. You know, they're, they're, it's hard to recruit new players, and that's what we're trying to do now is try to bring in new players just by doing like not symposium, but like training sessions, introducing the game to new players. You never know; they may stick, it may not. Um, it is what it is. It's kind of like community service to the to the city, right? Um, you know, we there's a there's a there's a court that's on a bridge, like a walking bridge. Um, overlooking the city. No one ever plays on it. I played on there three weeks ago with a team that's playing uh, in the tournament, and a, a, a police officer walked by or a security guard. He's like, I don't know. I didn't know what this was. This is a bocce court. I didn't, they didn't even know what it was. So I think, you know, just exposing the city, exposing more people to the game will obviously increase the amount of players. And, you know, some cities have got it, like the, the West Coast teams. They, there's 150 teams in a division, you know. Uh, you know, Peter Rubito in the East Coast, he's got four different nights that they play bocce. So, um, you know, there's cities that are that will show up and play. You just, it's all about education and, you know, obviously making it fun for the player. And I, and, I, and I try to live stream as much as I can. You know, in Vegas, I was live streaming quite a bit. Um, I, think, I think it's um, exposing – not exposing, that's not the right word. I think um, <sighs> mixing it up. You know, I'm not sure. You know, obviously, you know, when you're playing these big money tournaments, it's great to have – um, you know, your own teammates playing with you and all that. But, you know, in a league situation, you know, in New Orleans, for example, they have a handicap system. What they do is they do a blind draw, and if you're like an A player, it's a zero. But if you're a beginner player, you get three. And what that means is if I draw a, a, a beginner player, I automatically get three points in a 14-point game. Um, so it's like a blind draw thing. 
a great concept you know at least you're mixing it's like having a handicap like bowling or darts um is you're trying to mix it up um but no i i totally get you it's hard but you know i think uh you know bocce is a hard sport to to watch sometimes if there's not an announcer there's something not to engage you you know i was watching your stream at the high bocce and I'll tell you, I'll be honest, there's sometimes I was just hitting fast forward, fast forward, because mm-hmm. well, there's two minutes of talking, you know, I didn't want to watch that. It's just, it's just kind of like, oh, my gosh, what's going on here, you know? Um, <laughs> and I think Molasani did a great thing three weeks ago where they had cameras in two or three courts, and they were switching back and forth. I obviously didn't listen to Luciano's play-by-play, but uh, he does a great job. But at least there wasn't, like, a lull in action. And there's a rumor from what I heard in Chicago that they are going to be implementing shot clocks, um next year there uh, and also in detroit maybe i don't know what that whole thing is all about i don't know if that's gonna speed up the game cornhole is very like boom boom you're gonna throw it done boom done you know i was actually explaining to dante with this whole ultimate bocce championship of having like three rounds of bocce one player two doubles right eight frames per round and if you get more points than the other player in those eight frames you get one point like a boxing match right uh, and you play three three games, and if you score ten points in one frame, that's like a knockout. I don't know, we're mixing it up, right? You know, it, it, there's got to be something that's more inventive than watching a two hour game. But something, but if you're in it, you're playing it. It's great. If you're watching it, sometimes at home, you just have to fast forward. You're like, oh my gosh, what's going on here? But you know, it's you know, as a player myself. I enjoy the mentality of the game. I understand, you know, sometimes I, I scream at the TV, no, man, knock it. But, you know, it is what it is, you know. It's, 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 but I'm with you. I'm with you, Anthony. You know, it's, it's hard sometimes to, you know, I don't know what we can do to elevate it, to make it more, like, engaging. I think, first thing, I think having an announcer, you know, like, you know, that would be great. But it's hard, you know, if, especially if you're playing a tournament and then you're trying to live stream it, too. It, it's kind of hard and, you know. That's where the chatterbox yeah. comes into play with YouTube. You know, people can chat back and forth. Right, right. Now, Molasani did do a great job. Shout out to Luciano and anyone else that was involved there uh, by switching the cords and having those cameras set up. That was that was really nice. Unfortunately, yeah. we're, we're we're working through some Wi-Fi uh, issues right now. We we have the setup in place. We just need to get the internet connection, which we're close to. Well, I know a Mike Romeo that does a lot of good Wi-Fi. So, exactly. <laughs> what is the tactical yep. protection? Or I don't know what, 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 his, what his company is, but yeah, uh, MVR was great. He did a great job of that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We we talked yes. about that on this podcast before, but that man had people running wires. <laughs> had had uh, you know he took Wi-Fi from another company. You know, he was he was doing uh, <laughs> the Lord's work for us. We did the Mount Carmel tournament, yeah. and there are hundreds, about maybe thousand a thousand maybe more people at the mount carmel festival there and we yeah. get there we show up we're like okay you know how's the wi-fi we're kind of nervous like is the wi-fi gonna work and he goes look up there and we look on this building and there's just like three foot white blocks he goes <laughs> you can go to poland which is like three miles down the road he's like you don't get wi-fi so it was perfect we didn't have any it. issues there yeah i love yeah. it shout out to mike i like that and like a lot of people that you, you probably read on, online, you know, we appreciate you guys for, for streaming the games as much as you can. Um, uh, it's hard, you know, like I said, it's hard to keep everybody happy. But, you know, the more, the more we, the more bocce there is out there, the better. That's, that's all I'm going to say. So. Yeah, because, I mean, Anthony just mentioned it, right? Getting people more to, like, how do, you, how do you get these teams to these tournaments? And I understand that they 
trying to win it. Um, hopefully the competitive side comes out of them and they say, oh, you know, if I do go to these tournaments and play these good teams, I understand more and, and get to learn from them, get to understand, you know, their strategies, stuff like that. Yeah. But what maybe could draw them is being able to see it, the accessibility of seeing it on our YouTube page or on Bocce Underground or Facebook, whatever it may be. And that's where the streaming comes in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And I think the tournaments that are out there like Vegas and maybe ours and, and that, ha that you can play more games, you know, people won't get intimidated as much by just showing up, like I said, spending money to, for hotels and all that and getting, you know, possibly, you know, eliminated after two games. I think playing a few extra games will help with that. You just have to, you just have to go to this tournament experience. It's a totally different experience than playing your local game. Uh, it's just, it's just fun to being around other different people. And it's going to be a blast when, you know, you guys come and see these West coast guys that are going to play here in three weeks. Um, you know, how they play and how they think, um, versus, you know, it, it's just a totally different deal. And, uh, um, it, and I think, you know, personally, if, if you can, if you can learn, like you said, if you can learn from other people, it just makes your game so much, so much better. And hopefully your Columbus teams, uh, uh, can go to these tournaments, even if it is in Cleveland, you know, it's just great to see them in person, you know, and again, everybody's so respectful that I've met. Um, and, and I even, who was it? It was maybe, I think it was Renato. I think Renato uh, a couple of weeks ago. I just, I said, Hey, what would you do? You know, in the, in the, like, they don't, it's like, Oh, I wouldn't, you know, they don't mumble. It's like, yeah, oh, this is what I would do. Perfect. You know, it's like, you're picking people's brain. You know, what was it? Dante and I in, in, in Detroit, our teams got eliminated. What did we do? We played four you hours to pick up bocce. Right, and we, we, and we, we bolo for an hour. We bolo for an hour, specific yeah. hour. <laughs> we just yeah, threw with, the bowl with, uh, in the air. <laughs> with Carmen, wasn't it? Wasn't it with Carmen's uh, uh, Turkish guy? It, it, no, oh no, not not with this <laughs> Turkish this guy. Turkish guy. But no, but it was with some New Yorkers. It was some, it was some oh, New Yorkers. Salvato, yes, yes, yes. Long yes. Island ballers. They loved it. Yes. But here's the deal. Isn't that shout awesome? Out Those shout out to Long Island ballers. But yes. isn't that great? They got eliminated, right? These guys are amazing. I met these guys in Vegas. These guys are like party guys, but they are such a tight group. And, you know, they came up to me and like, man, you guys, you know, when I met you in Vegas, you, you, you welcomed us, this and that. We love you. I'm like, come on, let's play, let's play some bocce. And you were there like, you know, crash, 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 knocking everything. Yeah. Let's learn how to, let's learn how to knock. These guys were not, I don't say intimidated, but they felt that, hey, now we can practice knocking with guys that can knock. And they just built up the courage. And I told you, I'm like, look at these guys. These guys are having fun. And that's, that's the thing. You know, we were just messing around for four hours. But now, I guarantee you, you'll see these guys in Vegas. And they'll come up. To, oh, I don't know what they're going to say. But I'm pretty confident they're going to say, man, we had a blast in Detroit. And, yeah. and, <laughs> and I think, um, you know, just, just grabbing somebody on the court. Come on, man. Let's play. Let's have some fun. Yeah. And that was amazing. That was fun. You know, four hours of just playing open bocce. You know, it was, it was a good time. Yeah. A lot of fun. Shout out to the yeah. ABC guys also who threw that tournament down in Detroit. You know, gave us gave us the opportunity to do all that. Yeah, great tournament. You know, the, you know, if people ask, you know, people ask me, man, you've been all around the country. What are the you know tournaments that I would go to? Um, you know, the ABC one is great. You know, um, you know, you get you get lots of bocce, awesome environment. The Palazzo, if you haven't been to the Palazzo, it's a, it's an amazing court, it's an amazing venue. Um, you know, Vegas is Vegas. You know, obviously you got all the other distractions that Vegas has. Um, those courts are like this, but everybody plays on the same court, right? So um, they do a great job with the games. Um, I'll tell you right now, if you haven't been to California, uh, Huntington Beach has some amazing outdoor courts, 70 degrees every day, uh, synthetic courts. 
they they some great rollers there too um um and again like i always have a good time in ohio so and uh, and here in lexington you know i'm here in lexington you know we had a great time last month here at the winery so it's all these tournaments are fun you know every single place i've been to gracious hosts and that's you know like we're like i said we hopefully we'll return the favor next month i want to get to some of these facebook questions and then we'll go to the bing bong segment how does that feel we good do it all right i got so I mentioned this earlier. Jim DeFranco did uh, say, if I took my wife and kids to Greece for a week, where should I go and what are sort of things I should do or see? Uh, so, yeah, I've been to Greece many a times. My father still lives there. My brother still lives there. Um, I would, if you are into history, you want to go to Athens for probably three or four days, do the museums. I think if you're not the history type of guy, you do the Acropolis one day, do the, you know, the little, um, the, 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 the outdoor shops and all that for a day. That's it. One or two days in Athens is max. And you probably want to hit the islands. You know, the, the main islands that a lot of people go to are Santorini, Mykonos, and all that. But, um, you know, Santorini is the most famous one with the white steps and all that. But even all the other islands that you go to are uh, amazing, and the beaches are great. The only thing is summertime, if you go summertime, they're going to be very crowded with tourists and locals because all the locals leave Athens to go to the islands for their three-week vacation uh, there at the end of July. So, uh, so it's going to get, it's crowded. The best times to go to Greece will probably be in May or uh, September. The crowds are a little bit less, but the waters are still warm. Yeah, actually, so 19, I got married, um, and we went to Santorini and Mykonos for our uh, honeymoon mm -hmm. for a couple weeks. Went to Santorini, which was the perfect, I thought, place for a couple to go to. Just how chill it is. It's very romantic. Yeah. The sunsets are absolutely gorgeous, right? Mm -hmm. And then my favorite part um, is, was Mykonos just because of all the you know, partying that you could do there. That was fun. <laughs> I thought you were going to say topless beaches, but <laughs> we got married. <laughs> this is a PG podcast. No, I'm just kidding. It's yes, not. Those are the two most popular ones, but you, you can't go wrong with any island that you go to Greece. So anyone listening, any island you go to Greece and, and, and the cost of buying stuff there is so 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 inexpensive there's no middleman there it's like farm to table stuff so um it's really really uh, economical when you go there even with what's going on in the world so uh, he also had a side note comment big e is one of the best additions to the bock bocce circuit over the past few years great dude oh well thank you man thank you no i uh uh I don't, you know, I'll, I, when I play, I try to take things, you know, serious as serious as, but, you know, why, why you know, I, like I said, I enjoy everyone uh, uh, that I've met and you know, they've treated me with uh, uh, respect and love. So, you know, I, I love everyone back. Danny Petula asked a question. All right. And other guys, if you want to chime in, feel free to do so. If you made a sports movie about bocce, which players would you want to give special which players would you want to give special appearances as themselves? So a sports movie about watching, oh, who, who would you want in it to appear as themselves? I mean, you have to think of the characters, Well, there's right? a logical answer. You know, like, who, yeah, who, so... what's the theme of this movie? Is it a rom-com? <laughs> That's a porn question. Because if it's a rom-com... Are you good? Man? I think I want Marco Orlando. I was just thinking that. Junior. <laughs> <laughs> I want senior. <laughs> Seniors. 
Rico no, Suave. I played with Marcos. I played with Marcos Senior last weekend. And he was amazing, man. He calls everybody a four-letter word. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah. That, Marco hit uh, Senior. Yeah. So I have a fun story about Senior, real quick. We were at Molasani until three thirty a.m. Oh, it was like eleven for the viewers. Yeah, and he looks over at Paisano in the unit, and he's like. Me and this kid, he points to me, or, and we've like barely met. He goes, we're kicking your ass right now. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm in. Like, let's do this. So we get on a court one, and we start rolling. And our guy, Braden Micheletti, was in the background on chairs. Just He just fell asleep. <laughs> Chris Federico streamed it. I mean, it was it was funny. It was, it was a good time. But at 4 a.m., we were there playing Blanche. Mar- Marco Sr., we, he invited me to his house. It was a Friday night, and we go to his basement. And it was like 2.30 in the morning. He's like, wait one second. You like figs? I'm like, yeah, I like figs. This guy goes out in the freezing cold, comes back inside with like six figs in his hands. Oh, these are for my fig tree. Eat up. I'm like, man, 2.30 in the morning, this guy's like fetching me figs. Yeah, yeah, that guy's a character. I love him. Yeah. But no, that's a good question. Yeah, Marco, Marco Jr. is a, a, a good one. I think, uh, you know, oh, I don't know. What, are there any other themes? Uh, in the movie? Let's think comedy. I, I'm just really thinking about a, a five-minute show that's called Fetching Figs with Mark Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> that's on my mind right now. I, I, can't, I can't shake it. <laughs> just listening it's a five-minute segment with Mark <laughs> <laughs> Who's the guy, like, who's the guy that you guys have played with in Ohio that you're scared to talk to just by looking at him? One of the Melaragnos. Like, you're like, oh, I don't want to mess with this guy. Uh, but they're all just the, the, the older ones. Like, they're Pete. They're yeah. just, you know, they're old souls. They're good. They're there to win. You know. Pete like, Melaragno, for sure. Tony, well, not Tony anymore, Melaragno not Sr. Yeah, Tony Melaragno Sr. too. Not anymore. So I went up to him, and I was like, man, beating ABV three times in a row. And he looked at me. He was just pissed. Like, like I told him it was an honor to do that. He looked at me like... It was an honor that they had to play them three times. So it was just like that reverse role of like that senior to junior, you know, young blood, old blood. I mean, it was great. And he just, he took it like, it was me joking around, but he took it more like, what are you talking about? That we were going to win that game from, from the beginning to the end. No questions asked. <laughs> Anthony, hey, Anthony Cooch has been making a lot of enemies. A lot of enemies. Yeah. I, I, every, <laughs> time, every time I go back to Cleveland, they're looking at me like, get your boy. I'm like, who, wait a minute, who's my boy? First of all. <laughs> Like yeah, uh, Anthony's trying to put up a Jason versus Dante, ABV versus CPF. There's a lot of a lot of hostility. I wait. I have a good one for that. Croach. I sorry, I don't know his first name, but Croach's brother, Sal. Sal. I'm sitting at Alta House for Little Italy Fest, and I'm hungover and. It's sunny out, and I'm, like, slugging waters. It's real early morning. And this guy comes out in the white beater, and his tattoos just jack, gets on the court. And I'm like, what in the heck is going on? Like, <laughs> like he's an intimidating guy. I'm sure he's nice. But that's that's my guy that I'm, like, afraid to talk to, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. It's definitely fair. Uh so your favorite bocce moment? 
It could be, I'm sure you've heard it on the pod before. Hopefully you've gotten to that segment. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'll keep, I'll keep it. Uh, uh, well, th- there's two moments and I'll try. Well, gosh. You both. Yeah, okay. Well, the first, the first moment was when my, you know, Aaron, my, you know, my cousin there in Dallas and, and Matt, we came to Vegas for the first time. We did not know a tournament outside our local courts. And we played a team in Chicago. Um, not not the guys, you know, is from it was from Olas, uh, not from Olas, from um, Highwood. But it was it was a uh, I'm not sure what their names were. They were called the Baboons, and we were throwing off. It was just a terrible thing. But we actually came back and won. I think we spotted them eight points, and we won like ten to eight. I think we got scored ten points, and and they are they are having a fit. They're having a moment, and we walk out of the the hall like, oh man, we're one to zero. This is great. And we're going down the escalator, and this group was ahead of us. And they called their wives. And they're like, we just lost to the worst team in this whole tournament. <laughs> and, and, and they were just going off on their wives. And we were right behind them. Long story short, best friends, perfect. Um, same tournament, second story. Uh, well, actually, yeah, second story. Um, we were in the finals of the silver division or the you know, loser's bracket or whatever. And our flights were about to leave, but no one knew that our flight was about to leave in like three hours, four hours. And we were still in the tournament, still in the tournament. And if you ever play, go to Vegas, there's some Connecticut teams um, from, a, 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 it's called the Spucci. They're the, the Vespucci club. I'm not sure where they play in Connecticut. Bunch of older guys, they take forever. They'll talk about every single shot. They'll argue about every single shot. This game lasted two and a half hours. And at the end of it, uh, close to the end of the game, I told Guy, hey, man, we can't even, you know, Greg, give us our prize money or whatever, whatever pictures, because we got to go. We barely made it to the airport. You know, the door was closing, wow. and uh, we barely made it in. Um, but uh, that was a good time, too. It took forever to play, but, yeah, it was, it was fun. But like I said, the stories that, you know, that I've made now or been here in the past and the stories that we're going to make in the future, it's going to be great. And like, uh, like I said, I'll see the, see the deal, you know, what we'll do in Lone Star here next month. Uh, hopefully uh, you guys will appreciate it. I hope everyone that shows up. And I, like I said, I thank everybody that's coming to, to, to see us uh, um, or come and, walk, come and play, um, you know, hopefully has a great time with that. We really appreciate yeah. you having on. Is there anything else that you want to want to mention or want to no, say out there? No, yeah, no. no just I want to thank, um, like I said, everyone that's coming. I want to thank our sponsors, uh, the, our big sponsors, Jimmy's Food Store and uh, Guard Texas there in, uh, in Dallas that are our big our big supporters and all the other uh, smaller sponsors. You know, even the Ohio guys, I kind of mentioned that. There you go. The Lone Star, yeah. Um, I want to mention, you know, even the Ohio sponsor, you know, you got people that are just sponsoring just because, hey, you know what, let's support the botch community. Um, you know, Catullo, Trapepi, Consulting, Alta House, all those guys are, are sponsoring. You guys are helping out with the media and the, obviously the, the shout outs every, every podcast. So I appreciate that. Um, I said the live drawing for the um, for the divisions will happen on Sunday or Saturday, Saturday night, eight o'clock. Dallas time, so Central time. So just go on the Dallas Facebook Club, Dallas Bocce Club Facebook page, and I'll be at the track with the ping pong balls and all that, and I'll be drawing the divisions. And like I said, two weeks and next year, and, and I'm not sure. Uh, you know, we'll try to do some live streaming on our page if you guys want to do anything. There's no pressure. I want you guys to. Yeah, enjoy. definitely. Like told a lot of people this is kind of like the last major event. Um, I know there's a couple other events going on afterwards, but I think it's the last major event of the year. I just want everyone to have a good time. There'll be a party atmosphere. A lot of good people will be there. 
And like I said, you got some horse racing, you got uh, cornhole, you got chair massages, you got the coffee machine guy, you know, a lot of different side games as well. So I think uh, we'll have a great time.